Hello, I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. Today's guest is Gemma Nice from Easy Yoga. Gemma helps professional women who are trapped in the unhappy, unhealthy and dissatisfying work-life cycle through the power of yoga and well-being. Gemma, thank you for coming on the show and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for uh, letting me be on your show. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, so it's great to have you here. I've just obviously done a brief introduction. So if you'd just like to tell the listeners a bit more about yourself, I think. Yeah, I'm Gemma. I live near Brighton in England with my two children and my husband. I am 39 and for 19 years, I gave it up last year, I was a veterinary nurse. Um, so yeah, that's that was my whole life. <laughs> and now I help professional women with their relationships because I struggled with my relationship. And actually my husband and I have been together 21 years and been married 11 years so at some point i think it was in 2006 we or i was really struggling with work as being a veterinary nurse i was really stressed out i didn't really know where to go or what to do and so i came home in tears and i said to my husband we need to go away we just need a break we are struggling with our relationship and then we went backpacking around the world uh, for seven months and while we were in Thailand I found yoga or I saw these five Thai people doing yoga or doing something on the beach and then found out it was yoga it just looked idyllic to me so when we went to Malaysia I bought a book an idiot's guide to yoga which I still have and then I or when we went to New Zealand I then got a mat which I still have as well so like 15 yeah. years later <laughs> still got that and um yeah it just changed my world really and i think being in south africa which was our first stop destination we just felt all just just closeness that we hadn't felt for ages this was way before kids as well and yeah it just just because we didn't have the stresses of home we didn't have the stresses of work and yeah i just felt close again to each other so yeah and now i let well yeah last year because of covid anyway i was always going to leave my veterinary nursing job i only went down to one day a week anyway but i thought well yep yeah, i want to teach yoga well-being and everything else um to my clients to help with their relationships and actually i qualified as a yoga teacher in 2013 when my son was born um yeah so that was me Great. Great. So there's a lot of stuff in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. First of all, I'd like to just kind of touch on the change from veterinary nurse to to the yoga. Um, so you said you kind of first got inspired by that watching people on the beach. In, yeah. How did you now, how did you then make that into a sort of a career decision for you from, from being a veterinary nurse to turn on what you do now? Yeah, I, I kind of ran it alongside, well, I so that was when we come back 2007 we came back and then I just I knew that I really liked it and that I wanted to feel like I did when I was away I then wanted to feel that when we were back in all the stresses of work and and just yeah the stress of the job and then home life as well so I knew how much yoga had helped me with my personal relationship with myself but then also the relationship with my husband 
And at that point, I don't think we were married then. No. no um, there, we, you a bit more about that. Can you, sorry, carry on. Can you just tell me then how, how the yoga helped you with your relationship with you and, and your husband? Yeah, it made me less stressed and made me, although I'm quite laid back anyway, uh, sometimes it would be annoying to him that I would be too laid back. <laughs> and that he'd want to argue or whatever but I didn't really see the point in arguing at all because it doesn't get you anywhere but it kind of made me think of a different way so I bought yoga and meditation so the way that I was getting het up I knew instead of shouting that to move my body and get all of this negative energy out I would then feel much better so I'd then come from a place of calm rather than anger and then we could just talk about it so being or having more communication within the relationship helped a lot and it still does now if there's something wrong I, I will know and be like right let's talk about it because if you don't talk about it it then just builds and builds and builds but I learned through removing my body that I felt better and that I was then be able to come from a place of calm to talk about stuff that was hard to bring up okay so there, there is there a science behind that is there something that's very specific to you as a person or is that something no i think it's just because if you're moving no matter what it is it could be yoga cycling running anything zumba whatever takes your fancy you are moving your body so your serotonin levels your calming hormones are increasing mm -hmm. your cortisol levels your stress hormones are decreasing and you're getting all of this negative energy out so once you do start to move your body even if you've only got three minutes in the morning like sometimes i will only do three to five minutes on my mat even with the kids around mm -hmm. and they'll come and jump on me and things like that I know that I'm still going to feel good because, because yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah. You're breathing correctly. You're getting more oxygen into your body. So your blood is going to feel better. Your blood cells are going to feel better. Your brain is going to be oxygenated. So you're going to think better and yeah, you just feel better. Right. So there, there are lots and lots of benefits to that. And, and, and the interesting part that you made was again, I'll come back to that relationship thing. So your stress levels were causing issues within the relationship? Yes, both, both of us. Uh, just because I think my job as a veterinary nurse was really, really stressful. And one day I think I'd scratched my car. I think it was something like that. I scratched my car and I didn't know how to tell him. It wasn't that bad, but I didn't know how to tell him. And then at that point I was doing an anesthetic on a dog. So that was all my, that was my responsibility. So the vet was down one end doing his bit and I was trying to keep the dog alive. Mm. And then at one point something major happened. I didn't realize it because I was trying to think of this thing that happened on my car and the dog nearly died. I oh. thought, oh my God, yeah. I nearly killed a dog because yeah, my relationship was struggling. Okay. So at that point I knew I was like, right, we need to sort something out. We need to talk about it and yeah, just, try and figure out what I needed in my life and what he needed in his life to be less stressed with each other, I think, and just less, well, just talk about it because we don't really, we never really talked about things. It would just build and build and build, which I find a lot happens. And yeah, a lot of people don't talk about things and then just everything snowballs and makes it worse but communication is the hardest thing it really is but once you get into that cycle of actually talking it's then easy 
but it's not to start that conversation. And obviously that was distracting you enough to completely take your mind off the job at hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did feel awful. I, I had to tell the owner that it was my fault. The dog survived and the dog was okay in the end. But yeah, that was my wake up call. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> That's when you decided that the time away together would be the, the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Re-engage in your relationship. Yeah. And I think we had issues from my parents. They They loved him. But it did, well, they do love him now, but it took them, I don't know, it must have been at least five or six years for them to like him because I was 17 when I met him and he was 22. And I, well, they knew that I wanted a career. They knew I wanted to go traveling. They knew I wanted all these things. And he was my first proper boyfriend as well. And they thought, oh, no, she's got a boyfriend. She's not going to do any of this stuff that she wants to do. Yet I was so headstrong and still wanted to do it and still am headstrong that I just do my own thing anyway. And uh, I had a boyfriend and got my veterinary nursing degree and, yeah, did everything that I wanted to do. But they didn't really like him because of that. And I then had the pressure of my family, yeah, not liking him as well as trying to do everything else that I wanted to do. So they, they took a dislike to him because they thought he was going to interfere with your career progression on your life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they love him now. Well, it's been 21 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> they've had to. <laughs> they must be doing something right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think because I never really had a boyfriend at school and I'm the eldest out of three. Right. So my parents didn't really know how to, how to deal with it, but also how to, yeah, deal with me as a teenager. Yeah. I think I was okay as a teenager, but. <laughs> That's an interesting, isn't it? That the pressure that comes from family at times. Yeah, yeah, it is. And then I've also got, well, I don't know, it's that my mother-in-law, she is not keen on me now. Uh, We've always had, we've had a good relationship, but yeah, she's not keen on, I don't know if this is true or not, but I know, I think from other family members, she said that I am quite, I don't know what the word is, like, I just get on and do it. And I don't care now. We spent must have been three or four years worrying about why she didn't like us, why she didn't want to come and see the kids, grandkids. What have we done to upset her? But actually it's just because we have an amazing relationship now and we love each other. We have a lovely home. We have great kids together. And I think she was jealous because she never has had that. So then I've had it from a different side of it that, yeah, my mother-in-law didn't like me. Or maybe she does like me, it's fine. But yeah, there's issues because I just go and do what I want in a way. (laughs) There's been issues coming from both sets of parents then. Yes, yeah, yeah. And we're still together. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's interesting that you mentioned that because that's something that we do have a tendency to buy into, isn't it? Especially when it is maybe parents and mother-in-laws. Yes, yeah. And I'm always one to please. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I always like to make sure that everybody likes me, although now I don't care because I've bought it in that it doesn't bother me now. Mm. But that did take a while to to actually think, oh, it doesn't matter what you think. I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to do whatever I want to do. And I'm still going to like the people that I like and hang around with because I like these people. Mm. But a lot of people, a lot of my clients struggle as well because, yeah, they think, well, if I do that, then 
no one's going to like me because I've said that or I've said this. But no one, no one gets on with everyone 24-7. There's people you don't like or there's people that, that don't like you and it doesn't matter. But yeah, yeah, that took me a while. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. There's a lot of people out there that have been... The only validation they've ever had is coming from the external, isn't it? From other people yes. or from other things or the things that they do. Yes. And it's yeah. difficult to manifest that uh, internal sort of self-belief. Yeah. And also, I think, take a step back and go, actually, this is not my issue. This is her issue. She clearly has a problem of her own, which yes. is affecting how she has a relationship with me and my family. Yeah. Uh, and you're able to see that it was because of her issues her not being able to buy into the happiness that you and fulfillment that you've managed to build into your life that's caused her the problems. Yeah, yeah. And actually Darren's, uh, my husband's, um, his dad died when Darren was 13. So she had to bring up three children on her own. And that is an amazing feat as it is. So mm. I'm not denying that she didn't do that at all. Mm. But yeah, I think we also have surpassed her in the amount of years that we have been together in in any relationship that she's been in. So I think that's an issue as well. And we have tried to bring it up a few times, but she always just says, oh, it's okay, it's, it's fine, everything's all right, but we know it's not. And now actually it doesn't matter if we only see her a few times a year because that's her. It's, that's just the way she is. And, and yeah, I think seeing us happy and us as a little family happy she doesn't like that or is jealous so yeah but yeah it did take a while to but then also we'd have arguments about it because or and arguments with about my parents so then that would be affecting us Mm. as a couple as well so then yeah talking about it and just trying to figure out why's but then also in reality it doesn't really need to be a why because we are together and we're strong together and both sets of parents know that so there's Mm. nothing that they can do that will stop us from being together Mm. and again i think it it, maybe they don't want to stop you from being together they just find it really difficult that you are in in this i guess like you said with her losing her husband at an early age it's basically like it's difficult for her to, to, to kind of maybe have moved on from that space. Yes. Um, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it, as well? Like you said, you've, you've worked on yourself enough to be able to not take this personally. Yes. Yeah. And I think a lot more people need to do that. And I think maybe now COVID's happened and think people are more into the well-being side of it. And also companies are now bringing well-being into it as well. Yeah. You can kind of talk about it a bit more or go to someone and talk about it. It doesn't have to be a friend or a family member. Mm-hmm. Because again, that was what I found was that I didn't have anyone to talk to that had been through the same thing. So I then needed to find something else, which was yoga yeah, to, to get my head around it. Yeah. But then also, well, we'd already sorted out our relationship and that was fine, obviously going traveling, backpacking. But then in 2012, yeah, 2012, I suffered a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. So again, then that was a big issue between us two, as in, why us? Why why did that happen to us? I was going to the gym every day. I was eating healthily. Yeah, doing every single thing that I could have done to keep that baby, yet it still miscarried. And I was okay about it. Yes, I was obviously upset, but I put it into more of a... 
an animal world perspective because of my nursing background that mm. if we were cavemen or whatever years ago it would have just aborted itself because it was severely disabled so i kind of put it into that perspective of like a, an animal would do that as well like a fox or badger or whatever animal it is that would do that but then darren found it really hard to kind of figure out well why has that happened to us because he couldn't put it in his that way and he became very angry and upset and not upset not angry at me at all but just life like why why us yeah and then at the same point we had um i won't say who it is but yeah someone we know who was on mega high class a drugs who had kept the baby and well gave birth to the baby but then the baby got taken away because she was on class a drugs yeah. and at that point that's like real bittersweet that we had our baby taken away in in life and yeah she got to keep it so that was another whole emotional roller coaster but to come back together is you have to be strong for each other and I think if you've got that foundation of being strong in the first place, you're then going to help each other through any tiny little bits or one big thing that happened like this. It makes you stronger as a couple, because again, you have to talk about it. You have to talk about your feelings. You have to communicate with each other. And if you're not going to communicate, then you're just going to shut each other away and shout at each other and snap at each other. And then you're just not going to get anywhere. And that's that's what you believe is what got you through that really difficult time was that ability to be able to express yes your emotions yeah. express your thoughts to one another and really communicate and yeah be, and be with each other in that space yeah yeah definitely and then also i well coming out of that um the the scan room i then had to have different medical procedures because nothing happened nothing went right yeah. And so that then was more pressure on us as a couple, as in like, right, my body's not doing what it should be. It's not expelling everything that it should be. So then I had to have a general anesthetic to get it all out, which I had never had a general anesthetic before. Right. So yeah, that was a bit of pressure as well because he wanted to be there with me and and he could, well, he was there at hospital, but yeah, he couldn't obviously mm. be there while it was happening. Mm. So yeah, that was pressure on on us but then to come around and then finally know that we wanted this baby so then carried on well i suppose i don't know it was like six months i suppose of nothing and then yeah the year after so 2013 i was pregnant again and then with hugo and everything was fine but again that's more stress in that side of it because mm -hmm you might then have another miscarriage up to 12 weeks. I lost it at six weeks, but I didn't know until the 12 week scan. Yeah. So yeah, that was more. Yeah, and more yeah. And then again, just talking fear, about it. There, there's a fear of loss again coming through, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And again, yeah. for that to be such a, not such a difficult experience just because of the loss and the, the grief and the mourning you would need to go to for, for losing your child. But then obviously you went through quite a traumatic uh, a few episodes as well yes at the same yeah. time yeah yeah so I think it just all for us anyway it, it helped with communication yeah mm. and and doing our own things as in he always went to the gym mm. and I had yoga to fall back on so we still had our own separate things that we could do Mm. and that works yeah that really helps and that's keeping a sense of togetherness but also keeping that sense of individuality and the things that you use within yourself in order to manage 
difficult circumstances yes and to make sure i guess that you you know is the importance of keeping them going and i guess maybe in the work that you're doing now is that something that you you advocate is the people because we know that life gets in the way right yeah yeah and, and, you know <laughs> usually one of the first things that will go will be the things that make us feel better yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, because life sort of takes over it and the things yeah. that we like to do ever to get put to one side I mean it's the complete opposite of what we need to do right yeah yeah and that's what I I teach and preach is that yes you need to feel better so self-care and I've learned that so if I have because we have two children one seven one's four so it's chaos when they're around it's quiet now because they're at school but yeah it's just chaos whenever but then also if you've got quite a high stressful job or anything just life gets in the way but you need to have at least five ten minutes per day to just sit quietly or stretch or go out and go on a bike ride or go to the gym do something that you want to do because that will then bring your calming hormones up and you start to feel better almost immediately so yeah just by bringing in self-care uh that really really helps to to have your mindset it's all about mindset definitely yeah and, and again that's that's something that you help professional women now to do that are trapped in this unhappy unhealthy and dissatisfying kind of life cycle that you mentioned yes so yeah. you, you help them to bring in this self-care to bring in this sort of time for, for self to really yes on yeah yeah that. so how we do it is that we connect up once a week and or i'm there 24 7 if they need me to talk to but yes we'll do like a video call and we'll do some yoga we'll do meditation we'll then talk about what they are going through that week and try and then bring self-care into it so either what well, depends if they're really struggling with their relationships because that's the issue they've got relationship issues and that they don't do any self-care so from coming to do that they then start to feel better start to have a more well start to have a better relationship because they're talking about things more because they feel that they can do because they feel better about themselves and it's also loving themselves or trying to love themselves so if you don't love yourself first, you're then going to struggle to love anybody else. And that doesn't just mean, oh, I've got a wobbly tummy from having a child. That can mean anything. Like I need to say these affirmations to myself and, and we bring those in as well. Like I love myself. I'm happy. I'm worthy of happiness. I'm worthy of love. Mm -hmm. I'm worthy of whatever it is that I want in my life. So just trying to change the mindset from a negative to a positive really really helps them and then if they've then got more issues or still carry on with the issues in their relationship they can come from a place of healing rather than a place of angry because they don't know where to go or how to get all this stress out right i mean i don't really love that they come from a place of healing <laughs> <laughs> they do uh, definitely. Uh, for more information about affirmations please do check back on the relationship guy podcast episode around affirmations um, and how they actually work um, but as Gemma said there, to bring affirmations in, again, language that we use to ourselves and within the relationships is key, isn't it? It really is, definitely, yeah. And then we still have arguments, but we know that we shouldn't say the things because sometimes you can't take it back but you're just saying it out of anger, you're just saying it out of annoyance or whatever the issue is. And especially with the children around, it's harder. And it's really hard to talk, especially if you've got 
important things to talk about, you need to talk about it when they're not around because otherwise they'll just come up and they'll want something or they'll interrupt you, <laughs> just everything like that. But yes, it certainly works. Yes, that's something I used to work with when I was working with couples was I always got tried to get them to incorporate what I called conversation time. Yes. So half an hour, um, they know that you've got a set time to talk. You know that if there's anything that needs to be discussed, that's the time it's going to be talked about rather than uh, as i say when if i want to talk about something and you're in a bad mood i'm never going to get the response <laughs> that i'm looking for uh, and i can't yeah. just expect you to be ready to talk to me at any time whenever i feel like it no um, and also i've learned as well that it's you have to listen and not interrupt because the interrupting this get, makes it worse so if you're already in a bad mood and then you're trying to talk about it and then your your partner's then interrupting you that makes it worse and then you come you're not getting out however how much you want to so mm. letting you talk or letting your partner talk and not saying anything until they finished and then you can then start talking that really really helps my clients as well yeah definitely and i would also just chuck in a little bit there that actually if i'm talking to you it doesn't necessarily mean i need you to talk back either yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i one. might not want some advice i might not want you to solve this for me i might actually just need some space to air how i'm feeling yes um, so again with that kind of ramping up that level of communication i know it sounds a little bit contrived but actually telling someone that you don't really need them to to answer the question um or actually if someone's talking to you and you're listening and then at the end you say do you want a response to that or do you just need me to listen? It sounds like I said, it sounds quite contrived, but we don't know, do we? If I'm yeah. talking to you about something, there's sometimes I'm going to want your feedback and there's sometimes I'm not going to want your feedback. And I think it's really important that we have that acknowledgement between the two of us that actually you know whether I want you to answer me or whether I, you just want to listen. Yes. I just want you to listen. Again, it depending on what the topic of conversation is because I might be aiming something at you which you need to do need to respond to even if I don't want you to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think the importance of actually, like you said, having that time away from distractions, away from everybody else, so you can, you can actually focus on one another and really communicate at a open and a deeper level. Was it Judge Judy says you've got two ears and one mouth for a reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you do. <laughs> make sure you're using those ears on a, on a, on a more uh, regular basis. And I think as well, bringing in date nights or just being together as a couple, if you don't, if you don't want to go out or you can't because you've got children or you, you can't get a babysitter or anything, then just switching off your phone, switching off the TV, playing a game just just having fun together what you used to do before you got comfortable and bringing that sense of funness back into a relationship because what is the relationship if it's not fun why are you together and i think just messing around just flirting with each other we do it all the time and the kids are just that's just normal to them yeah but yeah just i don't know like he slaps my ass a lot and just <laughs> <laughs> so then they do it which is really annoying which is like <laughs> but just to just to bring the funness back in because yeah what is the point if you're if you're together yes you love each other but you're just doing the mundane things you're going to work every day at the same time you're coming home you're having dinner at the same time you're then just doing whatever it is you normally do in the evening you then go to bed and then it's the same cycle all over again and that's when it gets boring so trying to 
have a date night once a week or once a month just to switch off and yeah not have any distractions at all and just be together it doesn't have to be anything to do with sex or anything like that just having fun or go out and go out on a date night we make sure we go out once a month and sometimes more if we can do if we've got a babysitter but yeah i think it certainly is needed because then you can just talk about whatever it is without getting distracted and yeah just have fun yeah spending some quality time yes and if necessary addressing anything that needs to be addressed but actually in a nice atmosphere i guess as well makes a lot of difference again if you're trying to talk to one another in a stressed environment then the conversation is very likely to be a stressed conversation um and probably not just a conversation an argument Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but it's interesting i like the the, the phrase to to, to do we're doing you were doing life and not living life yes yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's something that we need to make sure that we do we just no just just don't do just don't go through life doing and doing and doing and doing and and not living and it sounds like you've got a nice balance there between actually living a life with your family for yourself yeah couple you know you've got a nice balance there or it's, it's in harmony i like to think of harmony rather than balance i like yes to, yeah it's, it's a harmony there between all the different facets of the life that you live yeah yeah there is and that's what i teach my clients to do that because if you're if you're working too hard you're then not going to have enough playtime. and if you don't have enough playtime, then you're still going to be more stressed out because you're not having fun you're just mm. doing the mundane things and then what is the point because you are just living to you're working to live is that the other way around i can't remember now <laughs> you're working to live live to work one of those two yeah. and yeah you're just not enjoying your life and then that's when you then start to become niggly you start to then argue more because you haven't spoken about whatever it is that you need to do. But then also compromise as well. Compromise is a huge one that if you don't want to go and do something, but you want to do something else, then compromise, say, okay, well, I'm going to do this. And then because you want to do it, and then we'll do what I want to do, or just talk about it. Well, why don't you want to do this? Because I'm not sure about it or whatever. So then you're talking still about it. You're still communicating with each other. And then that other then person is there for support if you're not sure about doing something, but then you're enjoying it together. Yeah, I, th- I like. I don't really like the word compromise, depending on again what meaning you give to it. I yes, think it's, yeah. it's quite a loaded word. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. In a lot of in a lot of circumstances, but I like the way you put that. It's I, I'm going to do this because I you want to do it. Yeah, I love you. I care about your happiness enough that even if I'm not really that interested in this yeah because you like it i'm happy that you like it yeah Uh, Yeah. and i've said i mentioned this several times before i'm not talking about people pleasing here people pleasing is a completely different thing but it is engaging in the happiness of the person that you're with isn't it yes yeah engaging in your happiness which makes me happy and why wouldn't i want to do that if i care about you enough yeah 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 very true yeah again like you said and then you you talk about it you have this you know yeah you have these conversations it's not like oh i've got the amp now because you don't want to do that yeah (laughs) Yeah. let's explore this let's let's have a conversation about this and if it really isn't going to work out then okay that's fine this is my thing that's your thing if you really don't want to do it that's okay yeah Uh, Yeah. i can't expect you to want to do it just because i want to do it but you know if it really goes against i mean i've done some some i mean i went to see the sound of music musical oh wow 
for somebody and that shows commitment <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't really I don't really do musicals uh, and especially not the sound of music but, <laughs> but I sat there for the whole time well done on my face because they had a really good time yeah and it's yeah. about engaging if I can't engage in what the thing is I can engage in the, the fact that they love it and my mum taking my mum to see Il Devo for, for oh, a wow. present I mean I <laughs> don't like that kind of music but my mum loves it so you know I'm going to take her along and yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to enjoy the fact that she's having a good time and you yeah know, maybe yeah. I'll also get something from the experience as well yeah I think you will. I think it's not being selfish either because you are there for that other person. You're there to support them and that they're enjoying it because you care about them. Yeah. But then, yeah, you're not being selfish for something that you would like to do. And then your partner then just tags along because they want you to feel happy. And I guess yeah. it's this other thing as well. You do it for your kids, don't you? I mean, you go, I mean, and I, I you know, so some parent friends of mine, they go and stand on the sidelines watching their kids do sport on a on, on a Sunday morning when it's cold and free. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know they're not they're not particularly maybe doing it because <laughs> the uh, other way, right? But their kids are happy. Their kids want to yeah. be in that, in that environment. So they're happy-ish to go, that, yeah. to go yeah. there and be with them in that space so that their kids can again, it's something I think we lose sight of in adult relationships that we do. We do it for our kids, but so why wouldn't we not yeah. do that for each other? And I think it's important that we we recognise that actually the person that we're in a relationship with, whatever relationship that might be, yeah, um, that we we can put our needs, suspend our needs to one side. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. order to make the other person's life much much happier space. Yes. Yeah. But not people, please. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's amazing, Gemma. Thank you very much for that. You've been very open um, and there's some really great points that have come out so far in our conversation. Um, So tell me a little bit more just about the work that you do. So you you use the yoga, you use the affirmations, there's a meditation in for your clients and that's really kind of just helping them to, what, what would you say is the goal that your clients are generally looking for? Yeah, the goal is because they come to me really stressed out, their relationship is falling apart. So maybe they are commuters, they have a big high flying job somewhere in the city and they, they're they out to the house maybe 12 hours mm. and not much anymore because they're working from home, but then they still have at home stresses. Yeah. Um, so uh, like both my husband and I are working from home. So he's got an office and I'm stuck in my son's bedroom. <laughs> but yeah they so if most of the time they either have a family or they don't Mm. they're career women and they they're just so stuck in the same cycle they get up they go to work they have they're working constantly on their commute they're then at work stresses of work uh deadlines and things and then they're coming home they're working on the train they then come home, have a quick dinner and then still working and they're still trying to work even late at night. And then they've got the whole cycle again in the next the next day. So I have we have a 10 week program. It's a group coaching program that we have 10 women all together and we all come on uh, once a week or whenever we can try and meet up once a week. And then, yeah, we'll do some yoga together. So it can be any type of yoga. Most of the time it's Hatha or Vinyasa, which are the, well, Vinyasa is the fast flowing one. So that's really good because it's getting all your stresses out. It's getting the 
the hormones flowing and you feel good about yourself, even if you do it for 10, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then we'll have a group meditation. So that's about five or 10 minutes as well, just to get out any of these negative emotions. So we'll concentrate on the heart and we'll concentrate on how you feel within your relationship. And then we do journaling as well. So we'll do journaling for about five or 10 minutes. And that is, I'll give journal prompts and we'll say, what are you struggling with? And then whatever comes out, you don't even have to write it down. You can just talk if you want to, or yeah, just talk about it with amongst the the group. Mm -hmm. But that really, really helps as well. And then we will then come as a group as well. And we'll just talk about what each person is having issues with. And most of the time it is communication. So then we will then say, okay, well, I'm going to give you homework to do and it will be five or 10 minutes of yoga every single day before you want to talk about something. So coming into this talk or you know that something's bugging you about your partner or whatever it is and to find that headspace you now need to do yoga for five minutes because it makes you feel good you need to come into a good headspace and that will make you feel better and then you can then and breathing as well breathing techniques um, we bring that into it so the more you use your diaphragm the the more oxygen you're going to get into your body that's going to make you then feel better immediately so then you you've you've got your yoga your meditation and your journals how how you feel and then you then come from a clearer headspace and not like a i'm going to do this to you kind of headspace i'm a calm person i can feel better about myself and then i'm going to then talk about whatever it is yeah. So by doing those things, you then start to feel better about yourself. And this is a 10 week program. So then right at the end of it, the aim is to be able to communicate better with your partner, know the tools and techniques that you can do if you ever feel stressed. And it doesn't have to just be your partner. It can be your work, your your hmm. boss or things like that. You yeah, can bring any like of these. All of this would work in any kind of environment where you need to yes. express something actually maybe within yourself as well as with, with other people. There's yeah. some great, great tips there. And if people are interested in maybe taking that step forward and, and working with you, how would they be able to get in contact? Yeah, I'm on www.easyyoga1y.co.uk. And yeah, just message me there. I'm also on Instagram as Yogi Gemma. And LinkedIn is Gemma Nice. So yes, go and find me. Lovely. So thank you very much. I will make sure that all of those details are in the show notes. Um, so if you want to get in touch with Gemma, please do. Um, thank you very, very much for being a guest on today's show. Thank uh, you. It's been lovely. It's been a great conversation. I'm sure everybody will agree. And there's many, many takeaways for people if they listen back to the show that they can take away with them from, from our conversation. Gemma, thank you very much. It's been lovely to speak to you. And thank you. Uh, be good to yourself and I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, follow and review the show. That is very much appreciated. And please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy, intimate relationships in your life. I will leave you with this quote from Carl Bond. Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.